What's up, Keenan Lance? This is your fuck sick, and I'm going to take a shit. I'm sorry, that was kind of lame. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm your other host, Lance Wackerly. Gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) Rather uh, affable today there, Wackerly. Yeah, sure. In a good mood because of, uh, did you have a good 4th of July? Oh, yeah, that happened. No, I'm actually in a good mood because it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine day. <laughs> <laughs> it's July 9th. No, it is. If you, you hear about that. Well, no, it's, what's that? So once every thousand years, we have the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine moment. When it was today at, new, at 12.34 and 56 seconds, it was the July 8th. 2009. July 8th, 2009. So it was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, seven 8, eight nine, 9 day. Where, where did you read this? It was on the radio. Oh, okay. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> so uh, I see you didn't blow off any limbs. How, how was your 4th of July? It was good. I did not light a single firecracker off. I think I'm over it. Really? If, if someone handled you a bag of bottle rockets, you wouldn't have lit one off? A black cat or a, a black Probably, snake? Probably, but I'm not going to seek them out. Black snakes, I'm fond of. I've seen you go crazy with boxes of sparklers before. No, you haven't. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the party I was at, people were fire-breathing because there was some circus dude there, or former circus dude. Are you saying a trained professional was fire That guy was, but he didn't really train anybody else. He was just like, here, drink this and spit it out onto this torch, man. And uh, so people would do it, and it would like burn their eyebrows off or, you know, slightly singe them. But th- there was no fire extinguisher laying around. Nobody had a first aid kit ready. It was pretty uh, piss poor as far as the safety precautions go. What do they use to ignite? Is it uh, like rubbing alcohol, like methylated spirits? What do, what do they pour down? It's like Something like that. I, like I said, I did, it's some paraffin liquid, I think, or I don't know. And you just kind of gargle it and spit it out? Yeah, and everybody who was doing it, they'd come back and we'd be like, wow, did the, does it like burn your mouth? They're like, no, but it tastes like shit. Here, you go do it. They're like, no, I don't want to put something that tastes yeah, like shit I mean, shit what happens if like a drop goes down your your, your uh, trachea and it just the fire just kind of envelops your burns you you know third degree burns on your trachea uh then the ambulance comes <laughs> and then people like me slowly creep away from the party and drive somewhere else so we don't have to deal with it <laughs> yeah i had rather uh, uneventful fourth of july you know i'm never really too geared up for fourth of july it was a lot more fun <clears throat> when we were in the midwest when you could like you know, it's a, a hot summer night. You go out mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, your 16-year-old girlfriend. I think there's a journey high song school. about it. Yeah, no, I mean, it's. I just feel like uh, people celebrate the, the 4th of July and, uh, you know, the Independence Day holiday better in the Midwest than they do out here. It's just easier. You just go park in some big field Have where there's, barbecue. there's tons of parking. Yeah, and you go drink beer and smoke. But 
anytime you want to go anywhere here in the Bay Area for the 4th of July, there's huge crowds. There's nowhere to park. There's security guards everywhere that won't let you just like walk wherever you want. You know? Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I ended up going way too early to this party, like at noon, started drinking, and then by like it was classic 7.30, I was ready just to pass out. I was already passing out at the party. So, I just... so at like 6, you had the lampshade on your head. Yeah, I was capering about, you know, people were sticking sparklers in my anus. And so, yeah, I got some bad burns. And I was just like, you know what? It's time for me to go home. Mm-hmm. So I was passed out by nine and uh, didn't even get to see a single firework. Life of the party. Life of the party. But uh, wackily, there was, you know, other than my shitty 4th of July, there were, um, it was kind of an eventful weekend. Uh, more celebrity death. That, When's uh, it going to stop, man? When is it going to stop? Once Paris Hilton gets it, dude, I'm telling you. Yeah, I Once hate Once the Grim Paris. Reaper comes I, for Paris Hilton. I hate Paris Hilton. But, um, you know, with all this hoopla going on over Michael Jackson, obviously overshadowing everything in the news. Yeah. Um, and, you know. And, Including, like, major political, world political events. But yeah, we, and, we'll uh, leave that to Republican talk Republican senators who are getting caught having affairs. Yeah. <laughs> Just getting lucky. Act of God, Michael Jackson's death. But, um. Two professional midget wrestlers were found dead this past weekend in uh, Mexico. Well, this will surpass the Michael Jackson thing, obviously. In my mind, this is so much more important than uh, Michael Jackson's death. All right. Well, go on. I don't know. I mean, I I saw a little bit of this, but I haven't been totally filled in yet. Well, a couple key points here. I said professional midget wrestler, not Mm -hmm. professional wrestler. So professional midget wrestling, still incredibly popular in uh, Mexico. Mm. It's probably one of the only countries where that is considered an official sport. Professional. Midget wrestling. Hyphen midget hyphen wrestling. Yep. Very popular in Mexico. (laughs) The midgets wrestle each other. Yeah, they wrestle each other. They wear the the, the masks and all that. So two professional midget wrestlers were found dead in a low-rent hotel room in uh, Mexico City. Uh, People, authorities suspect that they may have been drugged by female robbers. Uh, the two Mexican wrestlers here was La Parquita, Little Death, who wore a skeleton costume in the ring, and Espectrito Jr., <laughs> who's, who's the, uh, the, the son, the offspring of a famous uh, midget Mexican wrestler, Espectrito Sr., Oh, so the junior isn't just uh, sort of making fun of his stature. He really is the son of another midget. Another midget, yes. Oh, okay. Which is interesting, because I always wondered if midgets would give uh, birth to like a normal, a, a child of normal height. Both. Both? Haven't you seen that time? show, um, Little People, Big World? I believe you're a fan of them on Facebook, so I know you have you seen You know, I, I, didn't, I haven't seen the show because I don't have cable, but I, <laughs> I, I, I saw some excerpts on a YouTube. <laughs> they have, so it's two midgets that are married to each other, and they have both normal size and midget kids. Yeah, I know. And they have a whole passel. They're like the midget duggers. <laughs> But how many kids do they have that are that are vertically challenged? I actually think they have more normal stature kids than, and then they think they have one midget kid. So obviously it is genetic. So it's genetic, and it's but it's it but it's genes. or it's just it's <clears throat> like weakly dominant or something. So these two twin brothers were um, midgets, midget wrestlers, and they were brothers. Yeah, Alberto and Alejandro Jimenez. Uh, they reportedly had been entertaining two prostitutes on the night of their deaths, which I find I think interesting. That goes the other way. Around. Doesn't usually go the other way around, but maybe not for midgets. Who knows what goes on in the world of midget wrestling? But think about it, though, dude. Midgets, just by their very stature, can entertain you. 
Their very presence is entertaining. So I imagine they were like rolling on balls and wrestling with each other, and like the prostitutes were having a grand old time. <laughs> but uh, meanwhile, the uh, the uh, female robbers here use drugs to knock the men out and rob them. But they say that the uh, the dosage might have been a bit too strong. The wrestler's small stature means they may have succumbed to drugs more easily. Although larger men have died in similar crimes. Mm. Well, whores aren't very smart, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't think they were. Uh, I don't think they were like measuring it out with a graduated cylinder here. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the graduated <laughs> cylinder because that means I don't have to. Yeah, I don't know what they call that in Mexico, but it, it's interesting to me because they say here that midget wrestling had a huge following in the 50s and 60s, but its popularity has pretty much waned across the world. But the sport's enormously popular in Mexico. And fans there are said to be mourning its two most famous stars. Well, Mexico keeps to the old traditions. That's what I like about it. Exactly. Keeps to the old ways. Well, they don't have these fly-by-night pop stars that come around. <laughs> I guess they had Menudo. But, I mean, it's like if Menudo died, it's like, uh, you know. But wrestling's part of Mexican culture. It and is. that's kind of what, really I, what I want to get into here is why is wrestling so popular there in Mexico? Um, it's colorful. You can watch it drunk. Uh, it's cheap. <laughs> Should I go on? Well, you know, Mexicans have done, they kind of, uh, I mean, they have their own brand of wrestling. It's a, the Lucha Libre style. Yeah. And so they... They these, wear masks. All of them or most of them? Well, well, actually, the mask is a crucial part of the wrestling itself and their whole uh, character. So luchadores are more agile. More agile. They perform uh, aerial maneuvers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they... Uh, they rely on power moves. They catapult off the the, the, the turnbuckle. The turnbuckle. So I mean, I think it's some, it's in the United States. I think it's more theatrical. I think there's a lot of grandstanding. Whereas there, I think they actually do stunts and they do these complex submission holds. I think in the United States, it's more the cult of personality. I mean, if you watch a wrestling program on uh, you know a Saturday afternoon. At least 50% of it is the dudes, you know, Hulk Hogan, and I don't even know what the wrestlers are called today, <laughs> but uh, like talking, right? Talking shit, talking trash, talking to me. Well, Gene. that's part of the narrative, though. Isn't that part of the storyline? But I mean, it's more about their personalities than, like you said, like the, the acrobatics and the theatrics within the ring. You know, but that kind of leads me to my, my next question here. Do people still watch the WWF? Oh in, yeah, in this country. Well, it's not called. It's now it's WWE. WWE. But there, there, you can buy their stock on the stock exchange. I think they're on the Dow Jones, but I could be wrong. And it's like doing fantastically in this uh, recession we're having. But I don't understand it. I thought like the uh, MMA fighting, the uh, UFC, and all that. It just completely eclipsed wrestling, professional wrestling. I think you'd be wrong. I think it's different crowds. Well, you know, MMA, I mean, MMA who, buys, is, who buys into it? Who? I mean, I, I guess you're talking about like eight year olds, younger kids, and a lot of old ladies like it. You know, they like the spectacle. I, I don't know if you ever noticed that phenomenon, the old lady who's into wrestling. Uh, but yeah, like you you're know, talking about your grandmother, your not nana. my grandma, but I know <laughs> friends of mine from high school. Their grandmas were really into it. Uh, you know, the NASCAR crowd. The whole just but aren't those the God same guys? Country. But aren't those the same tough guys that go into UFC and they're like, yeah, beat that guy, pummel the ground? UFC I, is I don't real. Think so. I think you, professional wrestling is artifice. Right, but I just it's it's a similar crowd, but I think it's slightly different. UFC crowd, MMA crowd, you know, they're like the frat guys or the actual like badass, you know, like bar bouncers. They like to watch it because they imagine that they could, you know, maybe take some pointers from it or something. Like, wow, that's a good way to bust a guy's Definitely teeth out. Elbow that guy's head in. Um, 
you know, I, I enjoy MMA. I can't I can see myself watching an MMA. I would never sit down and watch, uh, you know, a wrestling match. No, I, I just feel like at once you reach a certain age, the attraction, the allure of professional wrestling just kind of dies because you're like, you know, this is so rehearsed. This is staged. This is a narrative. What, I'm watching a story you, here. Once you reach a certain age and education level, yes, it goes away. Unless you were so, so <laughs> unless you were so into it to, as a child, similar to people who are really into superhero comics that just retain it even if like they become, you know, like a PhD in English literature. They were so into Superman as a kid, they still read it cuz it was just like took it's whole. a nostalgia thing. Yeah. But so I think there's probably some it, people like that are like that with wrestling. But how do you explain it in Mexico? Because in Mexico, I mean, there's people from all walks of life that still enjoy going and seeing Lucha Libre-style wrestling. I think it's more... I'm totally talking out of my ass. But <laughs> <laughs> We're speculating here. My, I, wanna... I would speculate that it's more popular, but at the same time, it's not as big of a deal. Like, you don't need to go pay $90 to Ticketmaster to see Wrestlemania. I think it goes on more often. It's more local. Like, there's local luchadores. So, it's just something like, hey, we don't have anything to do tonight. You want to go to the bar? Or do you want to go down and see the wrestling match where we can drink anyways? And there's going to be two huge guys with masks on, like, flying through the air at each other. Being the crap out of each other. DDTs, yeah. And I guess if you're not old enough to go see the donkey show, how old do you have to be for that? 14? Well, I mean... (laughs) every to participate? Or to spectate. Every donkey show is pretty much the same. I'm a, I hate to disappoint you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess you can always watch it so many weeks in a row. And the lucha libre. Well, the you know sometimes they'll have a different uh, crackhead. Uh, but so I think part of the reason why wrestling, especially lucha libre wrestling, so so still immensely popular in Mexico is the historical historical significance. Oh, okay, it dates back to the Aztecs. Really? And back then, uh, they used to use masks, and there was a lot of wrestling. And, uh, and so that's why in uh, modern Lucha Libre, they have these masks that are color- colorfully designed to evoke the images of animals and gods and ancient heroes. And all wrestlers in Mexico will start their career wearing masks. But over the span of their careers, they will be unmasked. Is that a good or a bad thing? Well, I think it's a good thing because sometimes they'll completely change their identity mm-hmm. as that character then they can become, and start anew. Then they can be recognized when they're down at the taco stand and maybe somebody <laughs> will buy them a beer. Here's an extra burrito, senor. Yeah. For um, you, no charge. <laughs> but it, it, it signifies the end of a gimmick with the wrestler moving on to new, a new gimmick and a new mask. But the mask is considered sacred to a degree, so much that fully removing an opponent's mask during a match is grounds for disqualification. Oh. I guess it's that important to have your mask. But you'd think, you'd think they'd use that. I mean, like the evil guy. Because, you know, the, in the wrestling matches, there's always the good guy, the bad guy, who would, would unmask the other dude and just... And just know, rip off his mask and it well, just kind of like shows full-on dominance. And gain the, the anger of the crowd, you know? Well, it's just interesting that, I mean, so Lucha Libre me- wrestling, I mean, has uh, full-sized individuals wrestling each other. But they also have miniature dudes wrestling each other. Do the, is there any ever ever any crossover? Do the midgets ever team up on a big guy? You know. Yeah, no, they still they still have both. They have mini versions of popular, you know, mini versions of popular like uh, lucha libre wrestlers, <laughs> and that's actually what they used to do here in the states. And this this is interesting to me because midget wrestling was massive in the United States in the 1950s. In fact, they used to call the 1950s the golden age. Of midget wrestling. 
Was it also the golden age of wrestling or just midget wrestling? Midget wrestling. <laughs> okay. During this decade, all the, uh, the, the professional, midget professional wrestlers were around. Sky Lolo, Little Beaver, Lord Littlebrook, Fuzzy Cupid, you know. Uh-huh. All, all, all the big guys. And this is interesting to you. Well, I find it interesting because... Because it's I, a future career path? Or? Oh, possibly. I don't, I don't know if I, <laughs> I, don't know if I uh, qualify. I'm, yeah. I am a, a little over five foot. But don't you think there needs to be a documentary about major wrestling? There is, but is there footage? I mean, you gotta have, if you're going to do that sort of thing, you got to have... Well, or you could go the whole Ken Burns thing with just the sepia-toned photographs as some music and you narrate, you know? But I mean, well, what about the interviews? I'm sure these guys are still alive. Are you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think being a midget is... A, well, what's the, the lifespan of a midget? Yeah, I don't know. Have you, have you ever seen a really old one? Uh, yeah, I guess I haven't. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I can't think of an older midget. What about that Warwick Davis? I, have you seen him lately? <laughs> no, he was in Leprechaun. I don't think he used uh, that much makeup in that, well, did he? I don't know how old he is, but, uh, but you know, at the same time, when was the last time you saw a baby pigeon? Yeah, it's it's been. You know a while. they're out there, but you never see them. So that that's doesn't a, mean, doesn't mean they don't exist. I wonder how tall, how big a baby midget is. So midget wrestling continued to be popular in the seventies and the eighties, and it was so popular in the U.S. There are uh, foreign wrestlers coming from around the world to compete in the U.S. And the Worldwide uh, Wrestling Federation featured several midget wrestlers on their cards in the eighties. In fact, I don't remember that. This this is what I was about to ask you. I don't even I, I don't even recall this because actually I don't think I was even living in this country then. But in uh, 86, at WrestleMania 2, the Haiti Kid appeared in the corner of actor Mr. T, who was wrestling against Roddy Piper. Is that where AIDS came from? <laughs> <laughs> the Haiti Kid? <laughs> Why did they let him into the country if he had AIDS? <laughs> yeah, no, I wonder if that's... It was 86 when AIDS started spreading in this around country. around that time, yeah, 84. You got AIDS, boy, you're going back to Haiti. <laughs> but I didn't even know, was Mr. T a professional wrestler in the beginning? I don't. I don't remember that. I mean, he was like he was a team. He was a boxer in one of the in Rocky Three, right? Yeah, yeah I, I kind of remember him wrestling as a novelty. Like, I thought he was in. Oh no, in the Rocky Three, he was just Clubber Lang. We could do a whole show about Mr. T. So I don't want to get off on yeah, some speculation I, I tangent. But so uh, midget wrestlers were in the uh, World Wrestling Federation back in the eighties. But then by the nineties, uh, they started showing up in more comedic roles, and this is what started the group, the Little People of America. Really? Little People of America is a nonprofit group basically uh, supporting midget, not midget right, dwarf rights. And I'll get to this point in a second because I tried to contact five people from the San Francisco chapter of the Little People of America to discuss midget wrestling and uh, the word midget itself here on the show. Not a single one got back to me. Did you leave a message? Yeah, I called, I left a message. Well, maybe they couldn't reach the button. Maybe they dropped their, <laughs> Dude, I'm sure they maybe they dropped their phone, phone grabbing stick. You know what it is? I bet you the phone was too big. Do you think they have like little phones? Yeah, I think little they have little, little phones. Little phones, little buttons? Yeah. Well, so uh, the uh, Little People America um, thought that this was thoroughly degrading, and it put little people out there as a sideshow in entertainment. Which, they thought it was exploitative. Ex, yeah, exploitative. And so in these comedic roles, the wrestlers appeared as miniature versions of existing full-size wrestling stars. Mm -hmm. And through, I guess, uh, various media campaigns, uh, Little People America basically uh, kind of killed competitive midget wrestling here in this country. 
Never killed it in Mexico, it's the though. The history of America right there. Still Somebody popular. gets offended and then it goes away. Yeah, still popular to this day. But the thing is, the little people of America, they don't just stop with competitive midget wrestling. Uh-huh. I read today that they're trying to stop the word, the use of the word midget in broadcast media. Hmm. Which is Good luck with that, banning a word. Well, I, 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 they, they frown on the use of the word midget in the name of the sport. They prefer little people? Well, they, they claim that midget is a racial slur. Well, they're not a race. I've seen black midgets and white midgets and Chinese midgets. So. Well, I think, I think what they're doing is they're likening it to a derogatory term. They're saying it's like a racial slur. It's like a racial slur. Okay. So little people, what happened, they're calling on the FCC to ban the use of the word midget on broadcast TV. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was, uh, there was an episode of NBC's Celebrity Apprentice that said the group, um, what the group had said about uh, dwarfs a little people was demeaning. Apparently, you can call them little people. You can't call them midgets. You can call them dwarfs? You can call them dwarfs. They like dwarf. They like dwarf, but they mm. don't like midget. Uh, in, the, in the episode here, contestants created a, a detergent ad called Jesse James and the Midgets. And the <laughs> contestants here, including which is actually a pretty good band name, including Joan Rivers, suggested bathing little people in the detergent and hanging them to dry. <laughs> <laughs> I love Joan Rivers. How is that degrading? Uh, well, midgets <laughs> got to get clean, too. Well, um, apparently Donald Trump uh, did not answer, nor did NBC. A midget is a term used to describe an exceptionally short person. The term midget and dwarf are often used synonymously, as both terms mean someone who has been short in stature since birth. But those terms were not originally synonyms. And so a lot of people, and I think this is the misnomer, and this is the, the, the point of this, and I think this is why they're so upset, people claim that a midget is a short person whose limbs are similarly proportioned to his body. Like Billy Barty. Who's Billy Barty? <laughs> he, he's one that uh, is, is just like a tiny little person, I think. Well, like Tom, Tom Thumb, P.T. Barnum's Tom Thumb. I can't picture him. He was like a... Uh, 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 Probably a midget. Correct. Proportionally yeah, correct. But, but, but Warwick Davis is not proportionally correct. He's a dwarf. He's a dwarf. But, he, but do you remember the uh, movie Freaks, Todd Browning's Freaks? I never sat down and watched the whole thing, but yes, I know what you're talking about. Remember the little guy that, uh, he was like the main character? That's Tom Thumb? No, I don't think he's Tom Thumb. I think Tom Thumb, like, But he was normally proportioned. Yeah, no, he was, uh, proportionally correct. Like, his limbs were proportioned, but he was... Well, they use the term midget, (laughs) because P.T. Barnum popularized that term. And, uh... So, like many older terms, midget just became part of the popular language, mm-hmm. although it's often been used in a pejorative sense. Well, does that also mean that your penis is proportionally small if you're a midget? I think it would mean that. Well, Whereas if you're a dwarf, you could have a huge cock. Yeah, I've, I've seen dwarf porn before, <laughs> actually. And uh, yeah, a lot of dwarves do have uh, mm. huge cocks. Okay. But, but you know what, though? Not all midgets or dwarfs. Um, you know, are reluctant to use that term. Uh, Hervé Villachez, he insists on being called a midget mm. as opposed to a little person. Okay. Which irritated dwarf activists. So I, can't even, I can't even follow this <laughs> are you line. Following I can't me follow here? this line of thought now. Yeah, okay. Are you opposed to using the term midget? Are you opposed to them banning the use of the word midget? Is what I'm I pro- if I, now that I know it's offensive, I wouldn't use it to somebody's face. Not that I know any midgets, but I wouldn't be like, hey, what's up, midget guy? But yeah, banning a word. I mean, come on. Okay, but okay. Don't, don't ban words. But let's say, all right. So, a lot, okay, a lot of times, euphemisms, which is what midget essentially was. Uh, the term midget came from uh, the word midge, meaning a sandfly, and it, meaning little or small. 
Okay. So it's a euphemism, and it became part of popular language, and uh, over time, they kind of turned into taboo words. What about uh, spade, sambo? People okay. use the term where, Sambo. Where, where, where are you going with this, Professor well, Etymology? Sa- no, okay. What I'm, what I'm saying <laughs> you have a here, point? No, what I'm saying is I think they can. I think they have every right to ban the word midget. But, okay. I won't call anybody a midget, but I don't think they should ban any words. Does that make sense? Well, It's, it's I, just I a noise it, that comes out of your mouth, and some people might be offended. And if I have a show... And I'm trying to, like, get advertisers that want to, like, pay me money to have the show, and they don't want to offend little people, I'm not going to say the word midget. Now, if I don't care about it, I'm going to say midget, and fuck you. What are you going to do? Find me $500,000? Well, let's say uh, Joan Rivers here, instead of wanting to use the detergent ad with black people, and they call it Jesse James and the Negroes. Do you think that's offensive? It's not whether I think it's offensive. You be, you think they should uh, permit that word to be used on broadcast television? I think if I think if Donald Trump wants that to be said on his show, <laughs> then he should have every right to. And if all of his advertisers say, "Whoa, whoa, we're pulling all advertisements from your racist ass show," that's what something that they can do. But the advertisers that are paying for the show to be on the air, they should be the ones who you know dictate the policy of the show. Well, I think these um, dwarf activists. Facing uphill battle. Yeah, well... <laughs> to try to, to ban... <laughs> small legs, it's hard to get up there. But let me to say this. this word. If I was a midget or a dwarf, I would much rather be called a midget or a dwarf than a little person. Oh, hey, give me your little person. What about Don't Munchkin? Don't you find that offensive? What about Munchkin? M- I would rather have Munchkin rather than little person. That's, so little that's person... So patronizing. <laughs> give me your little, little guy. guy yeah. little, little person. It's annoying. I'd be like, I, don't fucking call me a little person. I'll put my fucking little foot right up your ass. <laughs> so I don't actually disparage the fact that the dwarf activists here of Little People of America are on some kind of quest here to ban the use of the word midget. I like the word midget. I think, as a, I think, it, I think it's kind of a cool word. It has a good ring to it. Yeah. Good sound. But if I was a little person, I wouldn't want to be called... Yeah, I wouldn't want to be called little person. And I don't think I'd want to be called dwarf. Because a dwarf to me... Sounds like the dude carrying a battle axe with a big beard in Lord of the Rings. Which is awesome. I, I, I mean, maybe to you. I mean, I, I would want to be a midget. Well, how about if I called you an elf? <laughs> okay, all right. Now, that's even worse. That's elfin? even worse. I don't know. I just you do wonder... have elfin qualities. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm just kind of magical and uh, sexy. Puffy. <laughs> All right, well, that's enough about midgets, but people... <laughs> well, for today. It's never for today. I, we're going to bring this back up. But I just wanted to, I'm, I'm glad we got to uh, clear the air, because I know a lot of people always wondered what, a, what the difference is between a midget and a dwarf. And yeah. uh, now you know they're not all completely synonymous. And if we have any dwarf listeners out there, please call in and make fun of us or whatever. I, w- I would love to know a, a dwarf listener, because I'm actually quite pissed off at those little people right now. Not a single one wanted to be on the show and defend themselves. So fuck you guys. I'm just a little pissed. I'm going to continue calling a midget from now on. <laughs> I'm only a little pissed. People, this is episode 182 here of uh, Sick and Wrong. And uh, before we get into the stories, I want to uh, uh, announce a word here from our sponsor. As you know, Sick and Wrong is sponsored by AdamandEve.com, our generous sponsor, who we love dearly. Uh, they have a special offer going right now. If you go to AdamandEve.com, you get 50% off any item when you type the word diddle for the offer code coupon checkout. You know, wackily, a bunch of people are asking, what does the word diddle mean? 
It's like, I mean, it's one of those words. It's like you hear it. It's like, what do you think diddle means? For something called, well, first of all, there's a regular dictionary. Then there's the urban dictionary online where you can find out like every slang meaning of any word. Yeah. And just, if just you, go just there. Go, go look up diddle. Right. I mean, but it's seriously. also a new mascot of the show. And hopefully soon we will make the stickers of the diddle character. Well, I think if you're ever in the Cub Scouts, you know what diddle meant. So anyway, if you go to Adam <laughs> Do you get a diddle com, badge? <laughs> Or diddled badge. <laughs> diddled badge. Uh, you get 50% off any item when you use the word diddle for the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with the order of $17 or more, free gift, baby. So it's actually uh, you, it's a win-win situation for you. So uh, go check it out. Diddle, adamandeve.com, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. People, uh, this is episode 182 here of Sick and Wrong. A quick recap of last week's show, 181. Um, listener one, I actually forgot to write down their name. So listener one here sent in a story about a tragic Russian tranny story mm-hmm. that, uh, was a tearjerker. It was a tearjerker. Do you remember the story? No. Listener, <laughs> the uh, dude was dating the girl for a long time. Well, girl quote, and then found out after like two years that she, was she a used to be a yeah, dude. That's what, that's what happened. God, I can't believe you remember the story. For some reason I remembered it. <laughs> Uh, listener two here was uh, sending a story about do-it-yourself circumcision with nail clippers. I remember that one. Uh, listener three sent in a story about the utter indifference of the French diners at the Eiffel Tower restaurant. Uh, listener three came in with 54 votes. Uh, listener one came in with 78 votes. And listener two, you won episode 181 of Sick and Wrong with 126 votes. Apparently people were disgusted by the do-it-yourself circumcision story. The men were. I think the men were. <laughs> People said they were cringing from it. But it's like, you know what? I almost see Amoyle using that because he's too cheap to buy the real, like the forceps or the real scissors. Don't you, could you see that <laughs> happening? <laughs> I don't know. What, is the, real, what does the real thing look like? I think it looks like a cigar cutter. Oh, my God. I think it's just like a snip snip. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, a lot of people pointed out uh, about the, uh, the, the, the Eiffel Tower story uh, that... People who eat at the Eiffel Tower restaurant are mostly tourists, so they're probably not French diners. I was actually thinking that as I was listening to the show and later the f- in the week. <laughs> the food at the Eiffel Tower restaurant is like three times as expensive as the food at any other restaurant in and Paris. it's probably horrible. But, I mean, if you're paying however many euros for that baguette, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you get some Brazilian chick go and splatter her guts all over the roof. You're going to look at it and be like, but this baguette, it was so expensive. <laughs> it cost me $20. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. this. So congratulations, uh, listener two, with your do-it-yourself circumcision. We don't recommend doing that at home, kids. Uh, Unless you, you have the real cigar cutter. Yeah, then go, the then go for cutter. it. Uh, you won episode 181. Expect your care package shortly. People, you know the way the show works. Wacker and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. We present them here on the show. The audience votes, and the winner, of course, gets a case of beer. If the listener wins, which you can send your own submission to Podcast at hotmail.com, we will send you a special treat. The Sick and Wrong Care Package. I love how we never specify what ex- what exactly it is. We used to, but we don't anymore. Well, I, I remember it, you used to say it was like a bag of your pubic hair. Well, and that's why we don't specify, because depending on how many of my pubes have grown back. <laughs> well, I think now, though, a lot of fans... Sometimes act- it's my ass hair. <laughs> <laughs> but now I think a lot of fans would actually want that, being that you're kind of a sex symbol now on the internet. Really? Dude, read the forum. <laughs> the Wackerly fan section. All these girls are just like, Wackerly's hot i think it's i think it's swings 50 
present both ways. I mean, maybe, but I think there's a lot of girls that would make a velvet pillow with your ass hair. I I read one. <laughs> I read one where a girl said, uh, "You know, I always imagine uh, a guy's voice when I imagine having him having sex with me." And sorry, <laughs> I guess being sarcastically berated the whole time didn't turn her on. Yeah, uh, that's nice. Too bad. Well, I don't know who started uh, last week's show, so uh, why don't I kick off episode 182 here with uh, my story. So my story took place in, I don't even know how to say this, this town, I'm going to say Niwot, Colorado. Perfect. A Niwot trio used meth before three-way sex and a double stabbing. Meth apparently is not That's the... The double stabbing isn't a euphemism for three-way sex? Actual... <laughs> it actually should be, because I think the, the girl that was involved here did get a double stabbing. Salami stabbing, and then there was she, a yeah, knife she stabbing. she got a double stabbing and then actually did an actual stabbing. Oh, but okay. you know what this leads me to believe? And I've always thought this. I don't know if meth is the best aphrodisiac. Gay men say otherwise. Yeah, apparently not. My brother's, <laughs> my brother's uh, quite a fan. Uh, a Niwot woman accused of stabbing her fiancé and his friend in the, back, in the back early Tuesday was engaged in a sexual threesome. What other kind of threesomes are there? Um, you can play Scrabble with three people. You can Hungry go play gol- golf with three people. So, Those are threesomes. Um, and she was engaged in a sexual threesome with these two men and drug use. Before they all started fighting. Has anybody ever done a threesome sober? There's always drug or al- drugs or alcohol involved. I right? think if you do, you've got to be part of one of those weird swinger groups. Yeah, even those guys drink a lot. I yeah, think. I guess they kind of... It's always kind of... It's always <laughs> something that's like, like a Mormon swinger group. But it's always something that you need a lot of alcohol to convince your girlfriend to engage in a three-way. Well, Mormon, or to have her initiate. Mormons don't drink, and they have multiple wives. So, But do they, they don't all have... They don't have massive orgies. Never? No, Not dude. a massive orgy, just two of the wives and you. That never happens. You know, never, no, no Mormon ever thought of it. Brigham Young was never like, you know, uh, my wife Sally and my wife Muriel are uh, both looking pretty good tonight. And, uh, you know, I have these two wives and I have this one big bed and I'm Brigham Young. And uh, what I say goes and uh, <laughs> Muriel and Sally, you're getting in here together. Freeway. You're overlooking the separate doors. How do you overcome the separate doors? You open them both up. You're breaking young. <laughs> Just do, do it, man. Do whatever you want. So in, uh, according to Boulder County Sheriff's officials here, Ruffin Griffin, one of the guys, and Clint Cadigan, both 28 years old, left the Niwot bar together at around 11.30 p.m. and went to the house where Griffin lives with Serena Brooks, 30, and their six-month-old son. Girlfriend or just baby's mama? Fiance. Oh, going to be married yeah, Ruffin soon. Ruffin Griffin and Serena Brooks. They're an item. And he brought his friend home. And he brought his friend home. All three of the adults, all three of the adults here started using methamphetamine and then engaged in three-way sex. During the encounter, the men began to argue when they apparently had genital contact. <laughs> they then fell to the floor during a physical fight. <laughs> now, even if you're high on meth and you're, you've been drinking all night long, if you engage in double penetration... That's one of the dangers. Your balls are probably going to touch. 
and it's inevitable. One at either end doesn't count as double penetration, right? That's something else. That's Eiffel no, Tower. Wobbly no. H. A wobbly H is if you're on one side. And the, no, that that's fine. That's but like, you are. Penet- you're not going to fight about that. But though. you're penetrating the girl from two different holes. But that's not really what we're okay, talking, I'm talking about. I'm talking anal and vaginal penetration at the same and, time. And are we convinced that that's what the article is talking about? Well, how else would they have had genital contact? <laughs> Maybe the one guy has a really long dick. They <laughs> <laughs> both have really long dicks. But, you know, it brings up my next point here. I don't. I would not be able to shag a girl with my close friend, and I think it's because. How about with a stranger? <laughs> I, you know, I don't even think I'd be able to go there you either. You don't think? No, I, I, I just couldn't. I couldn't go there. I, okay. I really couldn't. But, but the main reason with a friend, though, I mean, this is this guy's fiance mm-hmm. and his his good buddies over there. He's like, yeah, dude, come on back and bang my fiance, six month old son, sleeping in the crib in the back of the trailer. Yeah. But there's a cardinal rule here. You don't want to see your friend's boner. You're not yeah. supposed to see your buddy's boner. What if he's not invited to the wedding? <laughs> Definitely, if he is invited to the wedding, you just shouldn't do that. But you know, if he's I, like the best man, that's not good. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out here who have shagged multiple girls with their best buddies, and then they bragged about it, and like in their frat house, and they're really mm-hmm. popular. People gave them a couple beers, right? Um, and a paddling, but uh. <laughs> But, you know, and I, I had friends in high school. I remember this one guy, Marty, who was describing the, in detail about giving a wobbly H to some girl with this other guy. Finger cuffs. Yeah, and uh, he was eating pizza at the time that was just kind of resting on her butt. Uh-huh. And he was just eating pizza, and he's like, yeah, you know, plugging away from one end. He was getting a blowjob. And I was like, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Well, the question is, were you looking into each other's eyes, dude? That's fucking <laughs> just foul. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that's what makes it better. Like, don't break eye contact, Wackerly. Come on. Not pyramid. Gonna, no. no. <laughs> so there's genital contact. So what happens when you do double penetration. Ball to ball. Ball to ball contact Or maybe tip here. to tip or tip to shaft. It could have been, yeah. There, there was general the contact with the men. They began to argue. for a lot of errors down there. Began to argue, and they fell to the floor during a physical fight. So I imagine falling to the floor naked during the physical fights a little gayer than the initial genital-genital contact. Yeah, now they're wrestling <laughs> around with huge boners. Boners, yeah. Turgid members. Mm. Yeah, I, it's not a great scene. So while they're tumbling, the woman here, Serena, was trying to make them stop. She couldn't. She grabbed a nearby steak knife, which apparently they had been using to scrape the meth- methamphetamine as they smoked it. Ah, the old meth-scraping knife. <laughs> So she took the meth knife and started stabbing them both in the back to uh, break up the fight. Mm-hmm. It did break up the fight. Brooks yeah. and Griff- Griffin stopped fighting and uh, allegedly started hitting Griffin, the woman here, in the face. Uh-huh. Um, or Serena, Serena Brooks. They started hitting her. They both started hitting her in the face before leaving to go to the Boulder Community Hospital to get patched up. Uh-huh. And the child was just slept through this whole thing? In the next room, in the crib. <laughs> yeah, I think when you have meth parents, you're used to it. <laughs> you just become a heavy sleeper. It uh-huh. just, it just when you're an infant. It just happens. Yeah. Well, but good you, luck to that kid. So I wonder, though, it's interesting to me that the guys drove together to the hospital. Do you think it was like a bonding moment? You know, it's like uh, they both got like stab wounds, puncture wounds in the back. Is the woman in the car, too, at this point? No, they, they beat they the crap out of her and left her at the house. Probably. I mean, when you're on meth, you you're, get, your memory goes. So maybe they didn't remember that they their balls touched. <laughs> 
But I mean, they, 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 I can't believe that bitch stabbed us. She had no reason to do that. Yeah, I could picture a lot of that. Like, fucking bitch. Yeah, bitch. God damn. Can't believe she fucking did that. Her pussy's not even tied. <laughs> Wait, I was in her pussy. What? <laughs> okay, well, they're asshole. So um, they they went to intensive care. They're both in fair condition. They're both fine now. Oh, thank I, God. I mean, <laughs> live another day and contribute to society. I, Please continue breeding. Yes, more um, children. Spread your seed. Uh, Griffin said he was feeling better and uh, would likely heal in about three weeks. He declined to discuss specifics of what had happened during the altercation, but he did say... I want to apologize to the citizens of Boulder and Nahuatl, Colorado, for my irresponsible actions over the weekend. Um, once again, uh, as Soccer Mom has pointed out, you're giving these Coloradans, Coloradoans, <laughs> southern accents to make them sound stupider. Yeah, but dude, these guys are tweakers. Right. And I'm sure, I don't know, I, I picture them just having this white trash type of uh, demeanor and this white right. trash. But that doesn't mean they have a southern action, accent. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right. I, I take it back. I issue a mea culpa. Sorry there, soccer bomb. Yeah. Investigators believe that in addition to the suspected methamphetamine, the trio possibly was using marijuana and alcohol. Wild turkey. And here's the best quote here from a, a very intelligent uh, sheriff commander. Unfortunately, what we see is when you get alcohol, drugs, and weapons involved, and someone gets hurt. And three ways. <laughs> <laughs> and steak knives. So on the sick and wrong star scale, I mean, it's not sick and wrong to have a threesome. I think it's a little sick and wrong well, to I have a threesome with your yeah. buddy. If you have two chicks there, it's fine. Oh. I know it's a double standard. Well, what about a stranger dude? Yeah, no, that, that's what I'm saying. Two guys, No, that's one not, girl. you said your buddy. <laughs> okay, your buddy, whatever, stranger guy. I'm just saying might... there seems to be this blind spot in your reasoning that I keep wanting to hammer on. All right. When you and another dude are fucking your girl, I think that's a bit wrong. A three-way with two guys is wrong. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah. But you have a problem saying it for some reason, which okay. makes me think there's some I think it's deep, m- dark thing <laughs> that needs to be mined, but we'll leave that for another show. But no, I'm saying it's more wrong. It's on a whole other level of being wrong when it's your buddy. Okay. I mean, so it's dude, kind it's, of a little bit all right if it's just some like hobo dude. I think it's... Uh, a, there's a little bit of all right. It's mitigated it. when it's just some like other random dude that you'll never see again. Oh, okay. That's all I wanted to know. Uh, that's all I'm saying. Jesus but I think, they're, I think it's wrong, unless two girls are involved. But I, I don't want to give... I don't want to rank that like a four or five, because I don't think it's, it's that wrong. What I do think is wrong is the fact that this dude brought a woman back, or a guy back to have sex with his fiance while their six-month-old son sleeping in the other room. Yeah, that's another whole other level of And wrong. then engaged and in, in, in started getting into a fight, and she stabs him. So on the second wrong star scale of just being completely bizarre, but also rather believable because meth is involved, I'm giving it four stars. I'm going to give it 4.3. 4.3. And what do you think about a five-way? <laughs> <laughs> Three girls, two guys. Three girls, two guys. You could maybe never even see each other if you keep enough girls in between you in the room. I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess. Um, all right, this is my... <laughs> let, let me clarify one more time. I don't want to have sex with my buddy's girlfriend with him. What about you and your buddy? And the like three different buddy. chicks? <laughs> and three girls. But, okay, I've had sex in the same room as another guy having sex with another girl. Same bed? Not same bed. 
Same room. All right. Hotel room. So, Fair I mean, I've, I've done something like, I've done that before. And I, and I don't think that's, I don't think that's all that wrong. I just think it's wrong when, I, I wouldn't do double pen with some other dude. Crass, dude. <laughs> Fucking crass. All right, moving on. Moving on. What do you have here for episode 182? Uh, I have a story from Hanover, Massachusetts, which sometimes we refer to as Drugachusetts. Drugachusetts. Which, which is appropriate for this, this story here. Um, Tests administered after a six-year-old girl was abducted by a neighbor in her apartment building in Hanover clearly show the child had cocaine in her system almost immediately after she was attacked by her neighbor. Okay, when you say she's child, six years old, six years old, yeah, wow, six years old, cocaine in the you system. You shouldn't be doing cocaine at that point. No, co- cocaine should only be used to get into the pants of twenty-six-year-olds, twenty-six or year older, old. yeah, not six-year-olds. Yeah, maybe twenty-four-year-olds, but not six-year-olds. No, right. No. I mean, first of all, it's wrong, and then second of all, you don't have as much coke to give to the twenty-six-year-olds. So, what are you doing? Yeah, no, I mean, it's at that age, you're Kool-Aid. Yeah. Justin Shine, who happens to be, what, 26. Man, somebody needs to teach this guy, like, the rules of the road. His, his age, uh, his age, his age rep preference is skewed a bit here. Yeah, he likes understand. girls that are 20 years younger than him, or only it's, 15% of his age, or whatever. Yeah, no, to I be. mean, just think of, dude, think of the conversation. It just would never work out, other than the fact Man, it's completely illegal. It's not about the conversation for me. <laughs> See, now I just did it. He doesn't have a southern accent. He's from Massachusetts. Dude, soccer mom is going to stop listening to the show completely after this episode. No, she won't. She loves us too much. <laughs> well, the judge uh, thinks that Justin Shine would pose a danger to the community if, if released. So he's in custody right now. No shit. He's injecting six-year-olds with cocaine. Yeah, and the judge, his name is Ronald Moynihan, said that the case was one of the worst he had seen in his quarter-century career, which they always say. Never but he, he even goes on to emphasize it. I hate to say it, so he understands that it's a hackneyed phrase, but it's the truth. This case is as bad as they come, and this man is as dangerous as they come. Um, Donatel, which is the prosecutor, the, uh, she said that this guy, the only reason he didn't rape this girl, uh, the only reason it's only an attempted rape is basically what she's saying, was because of the immediate response by Hanover police officers to the Hanover Woods apartment complex where they lived. Hanover's finest. I tend to not believe <laughs> I know. I was about to say, dude, I'm picturing, uh, what's his name, Andy Griffin? Yeah. I mean, it's how, how, how large of a, of a metropolitan area is Hanover? It's decent size, and it's like nestled between a couple other bigger towns, but it's pretty small, to tell you the truth. Yeah, I just, I just don't picture this, uh, you know, completely responsive police squad just coming out and being like, okay, we stop this rape. Well, it's, uh, take place. <laughs> response times of cops is a total catch-22, because you're either in a big city where they don't give a shit about your little issue or whatever, that there's a dr- cocaine-addled six-year-old because they got tons of murders and shit and, like, drunk-driving massive accidents to deal with. Um, but they're probably pretty competent because it's a big city. Or you live in a small town where the cops are bumbling idiots. Yeah. There's, like, no happy medium. Like, so you're screwed either way. How, yeah, yeah, how do you really measure response? Time? I think this is just the DA, like, trying to stroke the cops, truly. 
Um, and I think probably the truth will come out a little bit later. I think it's the guy's erectile dysfunction from doing too much cocaine. Well, plus this. According to court documents, Shine slashed his wrist with a knife before he let the girl go. Um, right there, dude. That's that's not going to... Uh, that's going to prohibit an erection. And uh, the prosecutor even sort Before of... coming out. Yeah. The prosecutor even corroborates this by saying that his attempt to commit suicide shows he's certainly mentally unbalanced. Uh, Shine's lawyer, court appointed, by the way, can't afford one, William Leonard is the guy's name, agreed that his client suffered from mental illness, bipolar disorder, and drug addiction. Probably cocaine addiction. Yeah, I imagine, but... Yeah, I, I I wouldn't say his attempt to commit suicide makes him mentally unbalanced. I think the fact that he's injecting cocaine into a six year old that he abducted <laughs> makes him mentally unbalanced. Another catch twenty two. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, I don't know. It might be me. Well, this always happens. Like people try and plead insanity to some insane shit, and it's like, well, you'd have to be insane to do that, right? Well, yeah, but you know, we can't prosecute you <laughs> if we yeah. admit you're insane. <laughs> we just have to think that you're a sane person who did some crazy shit. Yeah, but I just don't think if drugs are involved, I don't think that's uh, your carte blanche. Here's your get out of jail free card. I'm right. insane because yeah. I was on drugs. Yeah, we're going to give you the chair because you did the drugs then. Yeah. Um, this guy, the defense lawyer, says that Shine had already decided to let the girl go when police arrived, which makes more sense to me because the police probably didn't get there till, for like 45 minutes. Um, and the guy Shine was looking for the key to the shackles he placed on her ankle. So I don't know if I pointed that out, but not only did he inject her with some like free base cocaine serum, but he also like chained her up somehow. And, um, not only that, but then when he had like, you know, uh, an epiphany or whatever, a moment of clarity and decided like, what the fuck am I doing? This is a bad (laughs) idea. The cocaine haze wore off. Um, he tried to free her. But he was unable to open the lock on on her on the ankle chains, um, and he just let her go out the back door with her legs still in the chains. I'm hoping. Which, okay, go I'm ahead. hoping he didn't buy these. First of all, I don't know where you buy ankle chains that could fit a six year old ankle. Mm. First of all, but I'm hoping he didn't buy them from AdamandEve.com with the diddle code checkout discount. <laughs> I don't think they sell them in, you know, five centimeter diameter. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hope that. Yeah, Three I hope centimeters. I don't know. I, I can, I mean, as, mu- as much of a fucking asswipe as this guy is, I can kind of identify with him a little bit because I always lose my keys. <laughs> Something I do. But not when you shackle and uh, give drugs to six Basically at all different times. I lock them in my car. (laughs) Sometimes I put them in the fridge. Um, Here's a pro tip, though. Always put your keys in the same spot. Get into the habit of putting them in the same spot. You'll always know where they are. That's just Wackerly's tip of the week. All right, good. (laughs) Wackerly's rules. (laughs) So the defense attorney asked the judge to release his client on $5,000 bail. Is he out of his fucking mind? I think he thought he was in the UK (laughs) for a second. Um, In court yesterday, Shine, Justin Shine, the the defendant, uh, who still had a black eye from his quote-unquote struggle with police when he was arrested Saturday. Wait, I love that. Wait, he had a struggle with police while he was arrested? I'm thinking... Sully like fucking popped him one or two. Could you imagine though if you're a cop and you walk in, you're like, he did what? Okay, he shackled up a six year old and uh, injected her full of cocaine. Dude, you beat that guy with an inch of his life. Well, and you know everybody knows the the stereotypical Irish cop, right? 
you know, oh, yeah. Irish and, and, and sort of like narrative. Too. Yeah, and it, when you're in Massachusetts, they really are all like that, you know. Yeah. Um. He he he. We had his black eye in court, and in he the just, struggle. He sat silently with his head between his knees for most of the proceeding. You think that the judge would be like, "Get your fucking head up! Look at me when I'm talking to you." Um. Once again, the defense attorney being an idiot called the alleged attack a one-time aberration. <laughs> Yet they've pleaded not guilty, so. It was an aberration, or he didn't do it, or what the fuck are you talking about? I think, I think this is kind of like the last-ditch wookie defense, because yeah, what, yeah. what else? How else can you defend that? Yeah, he's throwing like everything at it. He yeah. Has, so. uh, that's all we know at this point. Uh, I assume the guy's going to go to jail, but maybe you know he'll get off and go to some maximum security insane asylum. But that's just the type of shit that happens in drug I'm. He's 26 years old. I'm kind of hoping that uh, he does go to jail and ends up being someone's bitch for many many years he'll be a boy toy or or more likely than not you know a lot of people in prison have kids and feel very strongly about children he'll probably just be murdered yeah he'll probably just be murdered that's a happy ending so on the sick and wrong star scale you know you don't even the fact that he didn't actually engage he didn't rape didn't go through rape chained her up but but that's irrelevant to the point that he chained up a six-year-old and injected her full of cocaine with the intent of raping her five stars what does a six-year-old do when they're on cocaine did they talk about barbie for like 20 (laughs) minutes very (laughs) intensely you know what i like about barbie i like her hair and her her clothes and the fucking fucking mansion she has and her convertible and ken is so cool i love how barbie and ken just get along so well it's cool don't you think so (laughs) no 4.5 i I just never want to say 4.5 what are you talking about well she didn't get raped (laughs) (laughs) maybe she liked the cocaine your female fans are dropping by the second (laughs) oh really (laughs) i can't retract i can't retract it now now. we'll it out (laughs) we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that all right article number three here sent in by mario he says this is pretty fucked up but her actions afterwards are kind of hilarious. Hmm? Love the show. You mean that big monkeys? Woman left newborn in portable toilet. And you know, <laughs> okay. you, you hear that and you're like, okay, woman left her newborn in a portable toilet. Like she was changing his diaper and then she went out to get another diaper and forgot he was in there or something and the door locked. Well, I'm going to reach even further than that. Wasn't Jesus essentially born in the toilet? What's a, a stable? <laughs> an animal <laughs> it's a, toilet. It's an animal toilet. <laughs> yeah. And so Jesus was, was born in a toilet. And, uh, I this, actually think it's potty. an animal hotel. But, I, motel, but they still shit there. They do shit in there. So technically so it's an animal toilet. It's tantamount to a porta potty. So mm-hmm. this kid could be a prophet. Mm-hmm. You never know. Okay. A 44-year-old Maryland woman faces charges of child abuse after police say she gave birth in a portable toilet and dropped the newborn into the waste tank. I've used the porta potty in my 34 years a few times, and <laughs> I couldn't imagine... Uh, falling into the waste tank. Especially as your, you know, first exposure to the, <laughs> to the universe. Like, yeah, wow, look at this, I'm born. Ah, shit. <laughs> it's like, I mean, seriously, it's like you realize, it takes you, usually it takes you years to realize that life is shit. Right, but that kid but knew right But this kid realized it in about, what, 1.2 seconds? And then maybe that's why he'll be such a great prophet. 
Yeah, he, he might be, or Mr. Hanky. <laughs> a woman is charged with child abuse after police say she dropped her newborn into a portable toilet. After exiting the toilet in Long Wharf Park in uh, Cambridge. Uh, also Ca- Druggachusetts. Yeah, also in Druggachusetts here. Uh, no, actually, they say Maryland. Oh, okay. Cambridge, Maryland. A candy uh, vignere got a cigarette from a construction worker and sat at a picnic table. Giving birth takes a lot out of a lady. Well, do you think, my question is, do you think she spent the nine months not smoking for the health of the baby? <laughs> and this was like the reward? For some reason, I just doubt you it. I don't think so. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I doubt okay. it. I think that's a negative. As she sat there smoking, a male passerby approached the toilet, but Vigneri warned, warned him, don't go in there. I just had a baby there. That's something I would say. <laughs> but humorously. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying if she... Okay, let's say you're going to use a porta potty. Did you eat like three bean burritos from Taco right. Bell? You'd been yeah. drinking all night the night before. Is that going to stop you if some woman just kind of says, dude, don't go in there. I had a baby in there. I'd be like, I'm about to have another baby <laughs> to keep him company. Okay, lady? So shut the fuck up. The man immediately called 911. Uh, apparently, he was convinced. Vigneri returned to the toilet and retrieved the newborn from the foul liquid at the base of the tank. <laughs> Dude, so she reached her arm down <laughs> in the filth. But dude, that's like a what, a five feet? No, difference? four no. feet. It depends. You're thinking of like an outhouse. You're thinking of an outhouse. This is a porta john. So it's only like a couple feet, three it's feet. Ground level. It's where your feet would be. So she just kind of reached in there and just grabbed the baby. Grabbed out. it, you know. Yeah, but maybe by the umbilical cord. <laughs> well, surprisingly enough, the baby was unresponsive and covered with a blue antibacterial chemical agent when yeah. emergency responders reach the scene. In other words, a little Smurf baby. I wonder if, psycho, little Smurf I wonder baby. if psycho Paul ever had to deal with anything like this. <laughs> Jesus Christ, a blue baby. Uh, Vigneri told officers that she had no idea she was even pregnant. How did she cut the umbilical cord? I don't, what I don't understand. So this is obviously a classic case of her being a fat, drunk slut. But and she told the guy that she dropped a baby in there. So what did she, knew she what think happened. she was doing? Like having a large dump out of her vagina. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, dude, how did she cut the umbilical cord? I don't know. I I, I don't understand. Was it a full term kid? Or it might have been a premia. I'm not quite sure. I don't know. They they yeah. don't go into it. But the baby is in stable condition and. Uh, uh, Dorchester County Social Services will take control of the newborn after she's released from the hospital. Is he still blue? I uh, know she's not blue. I imagine she has been washed. <laughs> well, maybe the, I'm like sometimes things stain. You can't get it out. Uh, Except Vigneri. with something like uh, OxyClean, which you can't get anymore since Billy Mays died. Yeah, Billy Mays died, so this baby's probably stuck. OxyClean your baby, people! <laughs> Nothing else will get it so white! You dropped her in a porta potty? Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> the power of OxyClean. Um, uh, Candy Vigneri here has been charged with child abuse and reckless endangerment and be- is being held on a $50,000 bond. So, on one hand, wackily, you can't really fault the lady. She had no idea she was pregnant. You know, mm. she just thought she was having a large movement. So, I mean, it's I like... Kind you, of, I kind <laughs> of, across the board, fault women who don't know that they're pregnant, but really are. Because that me. means that, like, she's not menstruating and she just chooses to ignore it for nine months. But do you think she was just kind of like, Ugh, yeah, what's that? Oh, damn. something's kicking. It must be that the fucking nachos bel grande I just ate. But, I mean, what, what was she thinking, like... 
when, you know, when she's wiping, God, my turd's crying down there. <laughs> it's like, seriously. I mean, what is she thinking? So, you Wasn't know, that a Thomas Pynchon novel? <laughs> <laughs> my turd's crying in that Porter John. In Lot 49. <laughs> so on the second wrong star scale, I'm going to give this a 4.5. The baby lived a happy ending. I think that, I mean, I think this happens every day. Yeah. That's, that's Usually it's teenagers, though. And this woman seems older, am I right? Uh, 44 years old. Okay, so I'm upping my score to uh, 4.75. 4.75, what, just because of age? Yeah, I mean, she should know better. <laughs> <laughs> For some odd reason, I don't think this woman learned many lessons in her life, <laughs> other than how the proper, the proper way to light a meth pipe. Well, she's gotten fucked. It's like the drug episode, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People, we invite you to choose who won episode 182 of Sick and Wrong. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. Go cast your vote. Well, people, we are nearing the end of the show. And as usual, we tend to get to uh, phone calls to the Sickerong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Or you can email Podcast at uh, hotmail.com. Right before we get the phone calls, I want to have a quick word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com, courtesy of Mini Trucker Paul. Big Mac, right here. Hello, it's Mini Trucker Paul. From now on, call me Big Mac. And go to adamandeve.com and type in the entry code DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, for all your in-the-bed needs. Honey, I'm going to adamandeve.com. Shut up, bitch. So, yes, as uh, Big Mac was saying, 50% off anything you want, as long as you use the offer code coupon or the offer code DIDDLE when you're checking out. Go get your vibrator today. What are you waiting for? Seriously, go have fun. Go have fun this weekend. I find it funny that oftentimes many of the stories could have been remedied if people would have ordered something off of Adam and Eve. You know, I think like every story this week. Yeah, actually, all three of these stories. (laughs) If they would have just gotten a masturbatory device instead of going down the path that they went down, the world would be a better place. And that's what I think Adam and Eve is all about. Yeah, no, exactly. Elevating the quality of life for all people on the earth. So that they don't commit heinous crimes. No, Adam and Eve is doing a service, a social service. So go check it out. 50% off, adamandeve.com. Go there right now. So, uh, yeah, we're actually, we got a number of phone calls here, the Sick and Wrong Hotline, and uh, we should uh, get to uh, call them one. Hey, D, Lance, this is Psycho Paul. Listen to the newest episode. Uh, the truck driver that called in, taking Lord Tab and Wild Turkey. Lortab is a narcotic-based pain reliever. Oh, nice. There you go. Talk to you later. Bye. So thank you, uh, Psycho Paul, for clearing that up. Thank you, Psycho Paul, and about 30 other people that had to call in and point out that, wow, you guys are really dumbasses for not knowing what Lortab is. I think it's a southern thing. I've never heard of it out here. Well, you know, uh, we got an email here uh, from White Keisha from Modesto. White Keisha? White Keisha. Yeah, she's probably the only white Keisha that actually Oh, is exists. she the one who, who called in about her apartment story? Yeah, I remember the apartment oh, yeah, story. Yeah, she pointed out, I have a black name, but I'm actually But white. I'm actually white. Yeah, she's probably the only white Keisha. Yeah. Um, she says, I was shocked at your ignorance in episode 181. You guys, of all people, do not know what the drug Lortab is. Let me clear this confusion up for y'all. Lortab is hydrocodone bitartrate and acetaminophen. This may sound familiar because it's also the common ingredients that are used in Vicodin and Norco. Hopefully at least one of those brand names of the drug is recognizable to you guys. 
Yeah, we know <laughs> Vicodin and Norco. Jesus. God, fucking drugstore cowboy over here. Oh, shit. She says that the only difference between the three brand names, Lortab, Vicodin, and Norco, is the amount of hydrocodone bitartrate, an opioid, <laughs> uh, versus the level of acetaminophen Tylenol. So Lortab, when taken with alcohol, will increase the effects of the alcohol itself, as well as the fun side effects of central nervous system depression and constipation. The chance of liver damage when Lortab and alcohol are combined also increases. So is your chances of liver impairment-related death. So listen up there, street sweeper, truck driver guy. You're flirting with death using that Lortab and alcohol. Although this kind of makes me want to get some Lortab. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm, worst PSA ever. But thank you, Keisha. Thank you, Psycho Paul. And thank you, countless other people that actually think we care that we don't know what Lortab is. <laughs> but, dude, we had so many calls being like, I do kind of care. <laughs> and now, now I know. Well, no, now I'm curious. I, I want to try. All right, so uh, call number two here. What's up, sick and wrong? This is Heather, the soccer mom. Been a long fucking time since I called. Has been. Um, so I have a question, another love life question for you, since you guys seem to be the fucking experts on this. Okay, so my boyfriend from high school, right? This has been like 17, well, probably 15 years since I fucked him last. Calls me up, wants to fuck, right? Is this cheating? Wait, Technically... Isn't she married? Does she have children with a man? Well, we thought she was married for a long time, but then she called in and said, technically she's not married. But yes, she has children with a man, and she and lives she with lives a man. And she lives with this man. I've seen pictures of their house. It's a beautiful house. I mean, they have a life together. Okay. So, so you, what, what, what is going on in so Soccer Mom's Are you head? saying that Soccer Mom's not a slut? I would think not, but <laughs> for some reason, she is having slutty, you Well, know. don't make any opinions until you hear the rest okay, of the call. All right, all right. Technically speaking, if you've already fucked somebody, like, years ago, and you fuck them again, I think that doesn't count as cheating. <laughs> my, my man disagrees, but I'm saying that doesn't count as cheating. Yeah, so I also I really think, think getting blowjobs doesn't count as cheating. <laughs> you and Bill Clinton, <laughs> exactly. That's not cheating. Cigars involved, yeah. not cheating. Many many years ago, and they show back up in your life, even though you've been in a relationship for maybe I don't know ten years. If you fuck that person, and it's just fucking, that doesn't count, right? That's just a fuck. Afraid her gigantic husband would pound the shit out okay, of me. Okay, which he will also do to this old boyfriend from high school, by the way. Of course, no, I've I've seen pictures of her uh, gigantic, massive, like you know, inbred Tennessean boyfriend here. Well, and I think he was r- driving <laughs> he a riding like a tractor with yeah. like a giant bullhorn. Like on Paul it. Bunyan looking, and guy. he would run you down with that thing. Okay, this is the only the only reason that I could ever consider this not to be cheating. Is if you fucked this old bo- boyfriend, soccer mom, and then went up to your husband and said, Hey, guess what? I fucked my old boyfriend from like 17 years ago. And he was like, Oh, that's cool. You want to have a beer? And if that happens, then it's not cheating. Right, but that's not going to happen. No, it's not going <laughs> to happen. <laughs> it's totally not going to happen. He's probably going to slap you with a backhand and then go find that guy and beat him with an inch of his life. I think the only way you can leg- legitimately do it is to say to your boyfriend, Hey, 
my old boyfriend contacted me and he wants to have sex. But being, uh, you know, a, a, a respectful relationship partner with you, I wanted to tell you first and give you the option to go go and have sex with any of your former girlfriends. Since I'm going to do it, you can do it. And then he'd be like, all right. <laughs> then, then but the you first- gotta you got to give him the first opportunity. And the first place he's going to go is right across the street to that store. He's going <laughs> to fuck the shit out of that ginger chick. He's going to fuck the shit out of the cashier before you ever get within a foot of your ex-boyfriend. So keep that in mind. <laughs> All right. One more alternative. What if she said to him, so I ran into my boyfriend from 17 years ago, my mm-hmm. ex-boyfriend, and he wants to have sex with me, but he also wants you involved. <laughs> <laughs> That's a question for you, d <laughs> They don't know each other. They're not buddies. So, uh... What if balls touch? There might be a fight. You know, she might have to stab them in the back while her kids sleep in the next room. Well, that made me think of something I should have said during the earlier story. But what if you put a dental dam between the balls <laughs> so they're not technically touching? Like a little Stridex pad? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that's not gay. Makes things better. Yeah, that right? makes things better. <laughs> so yes, soccer mom, it's cheating unless you fulfill one of these previously mentioned scenarios. What about call number three? Hey, dipshits, Laura Cab is a pill. It's a painkiller. It makes you kind of loopy, especially when you drink. And bacon bits, for the most part, are made of soy. Very few bacon bits are actually made of real bacon, and they'll say on the package, real bacon. Read the back. Trust me, it's true. By the way, this is Heather. So, um, uh, happy 4th of July, and I hope you're blowing some shit up. God knows I am. Bye. I, for, I forgot that uh, she actually called back. <laughs> but you know what? The, this, this leads me to wonder, what do you think Soccer Mom's 4th of July is all about? Oh, blowing shit up. I mean, they live in the country where you can, Tennessee, like, dude. And all firecrackers and works and or works are legal. I bet you there's a lot of moonshine. Pipe bombs. A lot of moonshine and some anal lube involved that night. I would hope so. Yeah, I bet you there's some Especially after that last question. You know, she called that last one in drunk, and, like, her man needs to, you know, exhibit some hand. Seriously, seriously. So, uh, happy 4th of July there, soccer round. Hope you had a good time. All right, so moving on here. What's up, motherfuckers? Whack, I wish I would have known you were in Minneapolis last week. I could have totally hooked you up. Oh, wait, no, I have no influence. Did you at least go see that big fucking ball of twine? You claim to be a big Weird Al fan. Whatever. Ah, oh, poor Wackily. You missed hanging, uh, a chance to hang out with Polly Shore. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the big ball of twine. I did have some extra time, by the way. And if I would have remembered the Weird Al song about the da- goddamn ball of twine, I would have found it. Is it right outside of Minneapolis? Apparently, I mean, I like I said, I'm just r- sort of vaguely remembering it from him mentioning it. But there's a Weird Al song about the world's biggest ball of twine. You know, if I went to Minnesota, Wackley, I would have checked out the biggest ball of twine. I would have checked out the Mall of America, and then I would I would have reenacted the entire movie of Purple Rain. I didn't do any of that shit. I know. I suck. You totally don't appreciate Minnesota. <laughs> you're banned. You're persona non grata there. So yeah, he missed an opportunity. <sighs> All right, what about the uh, next call here? Is this call number five? Five. Hi, this is Tori from Victoria again. It's Canada Day! Woo! Anyway, I was on adamandeve.com and I was going to buy a crop and they... Wait, hold on a second. What the fuck is Canada Day? I, it's, you know, I mean, they have some fucking moon man holidays up there. Bo- Can- Boxing Day? What the fuck is Boxing Day? Did Canada ever get their independence from somebody? 
No, aren't they still under the thumb of the queen? Isn't the queen still their sovereign leader? Well, my question is, who the, who the fuck would really want Canada? I mean, seriously, it's like the half the country's in sub-zero temperatures right now. It's, <laughs> it's like in July. I mean, seriously, it's like, uh, who's going to be like, yeah, I think we should take Canada. I bet you the Spaniards are like, nah, we're going to pass. Yeah. You know, I mean, give it to the limes. Yeah, who who really did they get their independence from? So what do, what do they have to celebrate? I think all countries should do this. Like we should have America Day, and <laughs> England should have England Day, and Australia can what? have Australia Day, and the Congo can have Congo Day. Yeah, I know. Just it's any like, arbitrary day, just pick it and just be like, woo! So it is Venezuela Day, bitch. <laughs> I just don't understand. What do they do on Canada Day? Apparently they have fireworks. Like go and uh, wear their toques around and, yeah. uh, you know, drink a lot of beer. Eat back bacon. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really, I'm dying to find out. Poutine, or, though, is the, you know, official cuisine of Canada. Well, it sounds like on Canada Day you order riding crops. And are disappointed when you can't find them. And they didn't have them. What the fuck is up with that? I was all excited. I was going to hit people with it. And it wasn't there. People. Okay. So hold on a second. Just random people. But maybe that's how you celebrate Canada Day. You wear your toque, you carry your riding crop, and you just run around just smacking Canadians in the face. This actually sounds like kind of a cool yeah, I know. It sounds cooler on 4th of July. Yeah. It wasn't there. And I was all excited to get 50% off with your stupid little thing, and it wasn't there. And it ruined my whole day. Now I have to go to Extreme Restraints. And get it from there for like 35 bucks. And I am so pissed off. I hate you guys. Fuck you. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Tori the angry Canadian. Yeah, I'm so sorry to disappoint here. You know what, though? I'm surprised that Adam Eve doesn't have a riding crop. Dude, I I beg to differ. I bet you she was so drunk on Molson Canadian or uh, Labatt's Blue, mm-hmm. and uh, she was so giddy because it was Canada Day right. that uh, she didn't you know understand that you use a mouse to click on different categories. She was trying to poke the screen with her she, finger. She was poking. Give, give me writing crop now. <laughs> and trying I mean, to put her credit card into the disk drive. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. Seriously, it surprised me that they even have internet access mm-hmm. in uh, Saskatchewan or wherever the hell she lives. So you know what? Well, she's from Victoria. Okay, <laughs> <Her> Tori <name's> <laughs> from Victoria. Yeah, but dude, don't they like ride moose? Do they even have cars? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Moose, I've never been the up moose there. part, not the car. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know, I bet you if you did a thorough investigation of the adamandeve.com site, I'm sure there is a writing crop somewhere on that site. Right. I like how she, she she couldn't find it on Adam and Eve, so she immediately went to like a bondage site, extreme restraints I've ever heard of, instead of just going to like, you know, a horse outfitter <laughs> where you would probably get a real authentic writing crop. Well, it's good to know. It's comforting to me to know that she did get her riding crop and did go out and beat some Canadians on Canada yeah, Day. Right. That's always good to know. Don't so, don't pull that shit on the Mounties though, because they have like the the Mountie issue, Mountie riding, Mountie crops. issue riding crop, which is serious business. That might hurt you. Yeah. People, call the Sigarong hotline. We love to hear from you. Two zero six 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 three eight four six. We received a number of emails to Podcast at uh, hotmail.com. And uh, yeah, the first, of email, the first email here came from The Gersh. If you recall, The Gersh is uh, Dr. Gershowitz, who is a podiatrist. And um, 
Yeah, she wrote to us a little while back saying how she enjoys the show, but when a patient walks in, she switches right back to the music. I like the Gersh because she only writes in when she has something serious to say, and she completely develops her topic. It's not yeah. she doesn't give those like sniping, misspelled bullshit emails. It's like here's some facts, fellas. <laughs> Well, if about you listen, foot disease. <laughs> well, if, you, if you listen to the paragraph I'm about to read here, you're going to learn a little bit too much about gout. Wackerly, I think in the last time we, we played a phone call from the Gersh, and I think uh, Wackerly was like, I want to know what gout is. Yeah. Because I often use that as my kind of fallback disease term. You do, not me. No, I always do. Yeah. And you're, you I pointed really out that is. you're obsessed with gout, and I don't even know what gout is. So the Gersh writes in, she goes, Before I get into the wonderful world of gouty arthritis, I should explain my name. I was Desdemona not born... Gershowitz. Gershowitz. I was not born with the last name Gershowitz. I married a Gershowitz. <laughs> now that's where you're like, okay, you know, I love you. I'm just not going to use your surname. Yeah, but come on. When you marry a Jew, you marry for money. Yeah. You do, you do some things for the guy. <laughs> he bought that surname <laughs> he usage. As for my first name, my parents were English teachers with a thing for Othello. So they named me after the main female character in that play. Mm. They could have called her Iago. <laughs> uh, most of my friends call me Mona. I am not Greek. Oh. Anyway, gout. Gout is a form of arthritis characterized by sudden, intense attacks of pain, redness, and sensitivity in the joints. It usually attacks the joint of the big toe, but can attack other joints of the feet, ankles, wrists, knees, and hands. If left untreated, pain can last up to 10 days, and the discomfort can last up to two weeks, after, even after the pain is gone. I guess gout is caused by the excess of urate crystals building up around the joints. Because that has something to do with urine? I think so, just because it's urate. <laughs> it sounds like urine. <laughs> urate crystals. I'm glad I don't have to pass urate crystals, and it sounds like that might be painful. Mm -hmm. uh, there are certain risk factors that leave someone more vulnerable to gout. Excessive alcohol use. Check. Wackerly. Uh, more than two drinks a day for men and one for women. Check. God, dude. I can't remember the last time I didn't have two drinks in a day. <laughs> Untreated hypertension diabetes. I don't have that. Hyperlipidemia. Don't know. Arteriosclerosis. Nope, I have no idea what you're talking about. I probably have all this shit, <laughs> but I just don't know about it. So when she says untreated, that's me because I'm not treating it because I don't even realize. It uses some drug that's commonly used to treat hypertension. I don't even know how to say this drug. <laughs> A low-dose aspirin and some anti-rejection drugs. A family history of gout, age, and sex. I don't understand. Oh, okay. They say certain sexes probably can have a, a proclivity of having gout. Certain sexes? Like there's several. I mean, it's well, male okay. or female. Are you right? saying it's male or female? <laughs> you might have a, a chance of having, a greater chance of having gout. Once again, I have attached pictures. And th these pictures are disgusting. We'll post them on the site. That was probably more information than you ever wanted to know, but I thought you guys would like the information for future reference. I haven't seen gout in a while, but about two and a half years ago, not long after I had opened my practice, a woman came in with gout in her ankle. Keep in mind that this all takes place in New England in mid-January. This woman was in so much pain, she was unable to let fabric touch her skin below mid-calf. <laughs> so she was walking around in shorts without a shoe or a sock on her foot. Just in the shitty snow in New England uh. in the middle of January. I had to numb her leg below the knee so I could put her foot on the footrest of the chair. 
Gout, gout sounds awful. I never want to have gout. Uh, she was not nearly as bad as the pictures because she came in almost as soon as the pain started, but I thought you would appreciate the more sick and wrong pictures. So sorry that was long, but you did ask. If there are any other foot ambulance you have questions about, feel free to ask. Oh, I'm sure they will be. I I'm mean, sure. Bunions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, calluses. Foot, quite, foot ailments will arise in the near future. The Gersh. I rather like the nickname. And uh, Brenda, Brenda He, she's a girl. You referred to her as him in the last podcast, and she got annoyed. I'm sorry, Brenda. I completely apologize. I didn't realize that your name was Brenda. I don't know any guys named Brenda. <laughs> and keep uh, in mind, at the end of the show, we, we're still trying. We're just trying to keep it together. We drank we've a already case drank of beer. like what fifth, five beers at this point. <laughs> and uh, Fred Peterson. So thank you, Gersh, for uh, clearing that up. Wackley's been wondering for years what gout is. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, final one, final uh, email here came from uh, Ravi Redeye. He says, and this this guy like almost writes in like this guy probably not only has a Cockney accent, he writes with a Cockney accent. So yeah, his Cockney name is Ravi. Diction. So he's like a R A V I. He's like a packy Cockney. <laughs> I think he's a packy Cockney. He wow. was. Oh yeah, a little shit story for you that happened to me not two months ago. I can't keep that on. <laughs> we were out on a bender, my mates and I. I decided to indulge in some rather dodgy narcotics. Lore tab. Can't remember leaving the club, the taxi, home, nothing of the next four hours. Been there. PCP. I awoke needing the toilet, wandered across the hall to my bathroom, proceeded on dropping my jeans and boxers, only to find them full of shite. <laughs> Tons of shite. What the fuck, I thought. Jumped in the shower, disposed of said clothing, cleaned up, and walking back into my bedroom, I was shocked to see shite everywhere. <laughs> when I asked my mates, what the fuck happened? They started cracking up, saying stuff like, what's that smell? They knew. They later told me that I was wailing and screaming and throwing up. So they put me to bed. About an hour later, they came up to check on me and saw shit everywhere throughout my room. <laughs> but instead of helping me, uh, they just got my other mates to come and witness the scene and left me there till I awoke. Nice mates, eh? YouTube material. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have done if either of you were in the same situation? Would you have got them to the bathroom and helped them clean up? Oh, no. Or just leave them there in their own excrement? Yes. Or the worst thing was pushing it all down the plug hole. I won't be touching that stuff again, but hey, I tell everyone, why not? Shit happens in life sometimes. Great show. Keeps me sane. Yeah, shit happens, but don't ex expect anybody to help you out. <laughs> you know what? There's that song, that R.E.M. song, Everybody Hurts. Well, there's another version. I think we should almost make this wackily. Shiny Everybody people? shits. No. <laughs> Seriously, oh. everybody shits themselves at one point in their life. Really, They really do. Everybody does. I kind of hope it happened to you before the age of eight and after the age of 72, but if it happens in between there, it means you drink a little too much or you use dodgy narcotics. I would go far enough to say that even in between those ages, it happens to everybody. Yeah, no, I, everybody shits. Your, your dad has shit himself. Oh, yeah, multiple times. Not your dad. <laughs> Just everybody's dad. <laughs> Jay Leno has shit himself. Obama's probably shit himself. Obama has shit himself. Well, the North Koreans are scary. <laughs> Kim Jong-il has shit himself. His shit is jumper. His communist, you know, worker jumper. His little red panties. Yeah. No, everybody shits. The and Pope that's, that's has... Why. The, all, every Pope that has ever been throughout history, all of them have shit their pants at one point. Uh, but, okay, 
I fully understand that everybody shits themselves. <laughs> okay. But that, that doesn't clear. mean that doesn't mean that I have to clean up your shit when you're no, a drunken mess. No, you, one of the tenets of society, <laughs> tenets, tenets, <laughs> tenets, <laughs> tenets, is that when you shit yourself, that shit's on you, dude. And you gotta lay Literally in it. Literally, you gotta lay in it, buddy. <laughs> you gotta lay in it. You gotta clean it up yourself. You gotta get rid of the evidence. And Nobody's then you gotta help deal you. with all the pics that are gonna be on Facebook the next day. Well, because yeah. I'm taking pictures. <laughs> Believe me, Wackily, if you shit yourself, what are you like the shit fairy? Every time somebody shits themselves, you're there in the corner, <laughs> the shit gnome. <laughs> but all I'm saying, in answer to your question, yeah, if one of my mates shat themselves, no, I'd be laughing my ass off and I'd be taking pictures. Oh yeah, because that's what you do. Yes, and that that means your mates, you know. Thank you, Ravi, for writing that in. Finally here, I forgot to do this last week, but we had a couple people write in, and they wanted us to give a shout-out to their podcast. Uh, one guy wrote in, Hey, Dean Lance, just started listening to your show. Hilarious. Check out my friends and, and my podcast called Sex Hoagie. We're on iTunes. We haven't done any recent episodes, but we will in the future. It's all about recent episodes, uh, prospective podcasters. Yeah. You because gotta keep it up. Even if you don't have shit to talk about. It's consistency. Just put something out every week. Similar vein to Sick and Wrong, but we're all theater nerds, so it's got a few more helpings of the gay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> people, if you want to hear a gay podcast, go check out sexhoagie.com. Yeah. They probably talk a lot more about Iago and Desdemona in their Des- podcast. <laughs> than we do, but not much. Oh, we also got another email from a guy named Mike. He says, I was wondering if you could be willing to add our podcast to the Unholy Podcast Alliance. You know what? I forgot that we even <laughs> did that. <laughs> but yes, Mike, I will add that, add your podcast to it. He has we'll, a podcast. We'll put all these links up. Yeah. He has a podcast called The Hate Podcast.blogspot.com. I'm a loyal listener. I look forward to every show. Might sound sick to say this, but I think your show is an inspirational model for new podcasters. Well, at least some podcasters. <laughs> keep it sick. Keep it wrong, Mike. That's the hatepodcast.blogspot.com. I'll, yeah. put, I'll put these links up tonight. We'll put, we'll put those links up. So thanks, guys. Uh, people, if you haven't already, check out the Sick and Wrong forum. You can, we, we've linked the forum right off our main page. Just click on the forum in the, uh, the, the, the top bar. Is that what that's called? Yes. Menu. It, now it is. Yeah. <laughs> the top bar. Uh, just click on the forum. Go check out the Sick and Wrong forum right now. This point. There are over 2,300 members. It's a lot of motherfucking people. Yeah, and, you know, every week, just new things come out, you know. You new know what, boobs. What surprises me, that's what I was about D's to bring D's been up. diagnosed with cancer. <laughs> a lot of hot chicks, though, dude. How many, you know you've made it as a successful podcast when you have a fan that creates a tit collage. <laughs> did you see the tit collage? Oh, yeah, I did. Dude, I jerked off like five times looking at the tit collage. Five times five. Because <laughs> there's five titty pictures in the one picture, and then I jerked out five times. Yeah, no, I mean, we have a tit collage. So people, you can go there, and you can see a lot of hot chicks showing a lot of hot tits. And also, there's some interesting topics. One of my new favorite ones is the Duramater topic, the volatile relations story. It's about breakups. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, dude, read Duramater's breakup. All right, I'll do that. I mean, it's like a physical fight because the guy was trying to dismantle her PS2 with a screwdriver. She attacked him (laughs) in a fury. 
a Korean beer. <laughs> <laughs> I can only but no, imagine. there's a bunch of people. And I we did that breakup podcast like a year ago or something. Oh, God. Remember I that? I gotta go back and listen to that. That yeah, emo one. And Ian uh, Sleazy E told that yeah, story. Yeah, he topped us all. Yeah, he topped us all. But I don't Somebody know. threw a cat at him. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Duramator story. So people, go check out the Sick and Wrong Forum. Uh, and also, thank you, everybody, for subscribing to the show on iTunes. You, I mean, seriously... You really are helping out the show. We're, our rankings have increased sevenfold since we started, you know, doing this. And uh, plus, I mean, we we're getting like twenty new comments a week, so we appreciate that. Nice. You're really supporting the show, and uh, yeah, you're really helping us out. Also, now's your chance to be a member of the Sick and Wrong Army. Uh, did you notice someone started a Sick and Wrong Army? Actually, I think his name's uh, Warren. Mm-hmm. Dude's like he's uh, all gung ho about Sick and Wrong, and uh, he started the Sick and Wrong Army thread. You take pictures of yourself wearing a sick and wrong shirt. I don't think he's that gung ho. I think it's a good idea. No, I think it's great. If no, you're gonna I... buy a shirt, at least post it on the forum yourself well, wearing it. You, know you can I even like... block your face out if you want. You know what I like about it though? Is we've been talking about doing that for a long time. <laughs> and this dude's like, you know what? Those lazy ass fucking yanks aren't gonna do anything. So I'm just gonna take it in my own hands. Start up a Facebook page for the Sick and Wrong Army. Yeah. And, you know, start a thread. Right. But so order a Sick and Wrong t shirt. Be a member of Sick and Wrong Army. Currently available at the Sick and Wrong store on the main page. And, uh, yeah, uh, you can be real cool this week. <laughs> They're high quality t shirts. It's not like your run of the mill, crappy t-shirt that you buy at a normal concert you know it's like nah, they're shirt. cool and we we have a few left that we need to get rid of and then we'll print the new one you can wear two different sick and wrong shirts and be that much cooler <laughs> <laughs> all right so the sick and wrong song of the week uh here was sent in by rubby bulbs he goes hey i've got a suggestion for the sw song of the week it's by a band from scotland called arab strap <laughs> being named after a type of cock ring has got to be a good start no yeah you know, I wonder what kind of cock ring an Arab strap is. I think it's made out of camel hair. Camel? How, how do you know this, Wackerly? Because it's called an Arab strap. <laughs> <laughs> what else do Arabs have? You can't make that's a co- racist. You can't make a cock ring out of sand. I'm calling the Arab people of America right now. Do it. Call the Arab midgets. <laughs> anyway, the song's called Packs of Three. It's pretty obvious what it's about. First line goes: It was the biggest cock you'd ever seen, but you've no idea where that cock has been. I it only works should... if you're British. Only <laughs> rhyme in American. I think you should put it on the show, if only because the singer's accent is so incredible. You'll love it. Trust me. Cheers, guys. Love the show. You keep putting it out, and I'll keep wanking to the child abuse stories. We should have a lot of fun with this episode there, Rubby Bulbs. Nice so job, here Rubby. we are. Sick and Wrong Song of the Week uh, from Arab Strap. It's called Packs of Three. Thank you, Rubby. People, we'll be back next week with episode 183. Until then, take a seat. Good night. It was the biggest cock you'd ever see. But you've no idea where his cock has been. You said you were careful. You never were with me I had you dead four times But they come in packs of three She was the best 
jagged ever had That doesn't mean I'm saying bad was you or bad I think you were working We got a hotel We didn't have anything but I Thought, fuck it, I may as well. I never told you the rest. I was drunk and I told you I was. Thinking about a test You know I just said it for effect And then you laughed and said I'd fuck anything that moves If I'm Sit there and blame it on drinking 